Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. custom taffin emoji that I really wanted to share with you, but I can't do that unless wow. we're on Twitter, uh, Discord Nitro. Yep. Oh, now I got to see taffin. I've only seen that clip and I should see the rest. It's, I don't know. Maybe that's all you need, you know? <laughs> I disagree. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should watch taffin, Dave. Sure. I did. I Maybe looked we up should watch summary. taffin. Because I, I looked up a summary and I didn't get very far, but one of the lines said his character is a debt collector and martial arts expert. So that's Ooh. crazy. Ooh. Hell yeah. <laughs> what a nightmare. What a nightmare person to exist. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> oh. I mean, the only thing we know about him is that he's screaming about at somebody that they shouldn't be living there, maybe. Yeah. So he doesn't yeah. seem like the chillest dude. No, not at all. And that is, yeah, that seems like something a debt collector would do, I guess. Yeah, I could, I could, <laughs> yeah. I could see, uh, uh, yeah, uh, no. somebody who works in collections at Chase Bank, <laughs> <laughs> behaving like Taffin. Uh. Um, uh. hello everyone. <laughs> Hi, hello. We're on an episode of Hypecast. Hypecast. Uh, it's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host, David Bell. And hey, it's me, Alex Schmidt, getting to hang out. Feels great. Alex. Alex. Woo. Alex. Thank you, guys. How's it going? Welcome. Yeah. Always good. Thanks for being Always. on the show. I, I, I'm like actually hyped about some movies coming into this. Yes. You know? It's That's nice. ideal. I've been in a good movie mood. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Dungeons and Dragons a movie, Alex. Movie mood. Yeah, I've, ju- I've just been feeling good about movies lately. I, I That d movie was quite good. I'm getting the feeling that movies are back. Yeah, it does. Wow. It does feel that way. It's um, big for movies. Get, yeah, that's good. Getting pumped to see the Mario Brothers movie, yep. Yep. Uh, which is getting just great reviews. <laughs> just totally. Definitely going to be an adult man seeing that in the theater on Sunday. Mm-hmm. on sunday morning good times good times <laughs> uh, so excited so excited uh I'm, yeah. I'm also but like in fairness i'm definitely not going to be the only solo adult man watching the mario brothers movie this weekend yeah there's going to be many of us there will <laughs> so, be that doesn't make it better it doesn't make it a good thing is... necessarily i'm just saying i won't i won't feel I, i'm not going to feel as awkward as i'm letting that's on true yeah Alex, that, when are that's... you gonna see it 
I I don't know if I'll see it, but I I feel like anybody <laughs> walking into <laughs> Oh no, keep me on the show. Keep me on the show. Uh, I, I feel like anybody <laughs> walking into physical theaters and like scanning the room for who do I think is weird for being here? They're the weirdo for scanning. You know what I mean? That's like true. let the adults come to the true. children's movies. Right. Like, They're not up to anything. When I go to the theater, it's similar to when I go to the gym in that I am minding my own business so hard that I don't notice anything. <laughs> like right. That's right. if if a fucking mass shooting broke out of the theater, I wouldn't be able to tell you anything about the shooter because I'm, right. I'm I am minding my own business that hard. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it, it, it absolutely. It's um, you'd have told me a Decepticon I, I, shot up the theater, and I'd have been like, probably. <laughs> I've had a couple of theater <laughs> times where I've wanted to say to people like, "I'm here for a podcast," but saying that doesn't make it oh. better. In fact, it, doesn't it, make makes, it, be- it worse. makes it worse. It yeah. really does. Yeah. So Most not of only them am I watching shaped, this, you know? the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, but I'm going to sit down in front of a microphone and record my thoughts about it for an right. hour. Sorry, Alex, yeah. I, I rolled right over you there. No, you know you're good. And are, are those Sonic <laughs> movies good? Because I the first one was fine. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't see. The, we didn't cover the second one, but I think we both landed on the first one was was pretty fine. It's one of those where it was like it's it's too fine to want to talk about. Like yeah. every now and then, there's a movie that rolls up like that where it's like, oh, and we have to talk about this. And it's like some movies just don't need to be talked about, you yeah, know. Some like, movies you can just go, yeah, it was fine. It's it's and a we- it. it's a weird <laughs> choice for a Sonic movie because like Sonic has his own like rich universe and they like pluck him out of that and put him in the real world. So that was a weird move. But like the movie itself is totally oh. fine. It's it's funny. Jim Carrey's being Jim Carrey in a fine. way that we haven't seen in like twenty years. It's like it's genuinely pretty fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't I'm, see the I'm second one. Of that. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, yeah. There's a second one. Apparently, they're making a third one, and I read that they're trying to lure Jim Carrey out of retirement to be in the third one. And I didn't so know he was them. in I retirement. Didn't, I didn't know he was officially retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if Sonic Two was his final official movie, and, and he might that's, be like boxers, yeah. where they just keep coming back from retirement. But but yeah, right. apparently that's no. they're like we got yeah. we're gonna write such a such a jewel of a Mr. Robotnik role in uh, or it's Doctor Robotnik, but you know what I mean. Uh, we're yeah. going to write such a jewel of a role for him in Sonic 3. He'll come right back out and be like Jordan <laughs> on the Wizards, you know? He'll come out of his retirement of, I assume, being a full-time weird guy. Yeah. And, right. uh, yeah. Definitely a full-time weird guy. A full-time beard guy, I think. He's, beard guy I as think, well, yeah. I think he was a beard guy for a while, making his art. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. As I understand it, his studio was just, I don't know, blocks away from the cracked office. No shit. I think so. Wait, I think it's over by. I think his studio is near the Water Gardens. That's what I heard. Oh, neat. Yeah. Oh, there oh, was people, a. People did see him there. I, we a saw him. I, I know I definitely saw him uh, once or twice. But anyway, that's <laughs> immaterial. <laughs> um, well, yeah. we're essentially Jim Carrey, is the point, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good we're, yeah. You know? we're all Jim Carrey. We're all beard guys. We're all weird guys. We all like to make weird art. Speaking of making your own weird art, Alex. Why don't you lay some plugs on us up top? Tell us what you're doing. What are you oh. up to? Where can people find you? <laughs> yeah. Do you like that segue? It's pretty sweet. <laughs> well, I've been painting with my friend Jim, and uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, no, I, uh, uh, I'm very happy to say that the podcast secretly incredibly fascinating. A couple of wonderful things happened. Our buddy Katie Golden has joined me every week to co-host it. Yeah. And also, we're now Woo. on the Maximum Fun Podcast Network 
which means it's still yeah. listener support. It's still depending on folks' support, but it's it's over through Maximum Fun. And now we're like having a bunch of fun doing stuff with them and getting help from them that we didn't have before. And so it's just great. And I and I also invited Dave to come do like a special live action Mario podcast with us for that, uh, which he was very nice to yeah. do. It was, I mean, any opportunity to talk about the live action Mario, which I, without <laughs> having seen it, I'm going to say is probably still the best Mario movie. Probably. Um, probably. Yeah. The, the Incredible film. You, you yeah. wrote a whole two and a half hour movie about it, Dave, and it honestly That's kind true. of slaps. But anyway, sorry, Alex, we butted in in the middle no, of your plugs. No, not at all. And and that's that was that was the big hook of thinking of Dave specifically because they did that somewhere news, which is the first time I had ever heard of that movie. Like I also I didn't I grew up really? without video game consoles. I just had a PC and and like I had heard of Mario, but I wasn't way into it, and so I just completely missed that that movie existed. And then that's when surprising. you guys made a giant incredible somewhere news episode with the very funny bit where you like everybody knows this movie i was like okay good it's probably kind of obscure <laughs> right like i'm probably not the only one who didn't know there's a giant I'm, weird I'm, I am slimy genuinely surprised movie. that you don't have like a vague memory of it because in my memory like mm. just being a kid in 1993 when that movie came out like they bombarded you with advertisements for it um, yeah, but maybe that was just what I was stuff. watching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think we and we weren't. I, I, we like went to movies, but I would say we were not like a huge movie household either. So I, I think I think between the gaming hook and the movie hook, like I I think I caught up with Jurassic Park some weeks or months after it premiered. You know, like I think I saw it in theaters, but uh, you know, I, I wasn't totally in the loop on that stuff. Yeah, right. hmm. that makes sense. If you if you barely saw Jurassic Park in the theater, then you definitely missed Mario Brothers that that <laughs> summer. <laughs> so wait, you had a PC? Were you a Mist kid? Do you play a lot of Mist? I my brother loved it, and he was like, "You got to check out this game, Mist. It's amazing." And I was like, "What's the game?" He was like, "Well, it's it's impossible puzzles." And then I bought this strategy guide that tells me how the puzzles work, and I was like, "Ah, this probably doesn't sound that fun." But I, I think maybe he was right. It seems like it still holds up from what I hear. It I like Mist. Everybody knows this about me. Mist is uh you should go play Mist. Mist is bar go, barely go, a game. Give it a shot. It's it's mostly vibes. Um but it is <laughs> like yeah. I do remember that copies of Mist came with a little journal and they encouraged you to write in the journal in and I in character as the person experiencing I the events of the game. I filled that journal. So I did I, Dave! It. So did yeah. I! <laughs> I will say, Mist has one puzzle that is unforgivable, and that is the submarine puzzle. It is a puzzle that's just like, they didn't, they fucked up. Like, that's one where I blame the game. But other than that, I have no memory of solvable. that. Yeah. Um, wow. Oh, you would. And my, my brother it's, had it's, Riven as well. I think that's a sequel. Hell yeah, Riven. Riven, colon, the sequel to Mist. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yep. I played. I played a ton of Age of Empires. I played a ton of Heroes of Might and Magic. I played. Oh, right. sweet! I remember a Heroes ton of, Might and of Magic. Maxis games like SimCity, and uh, also like a lot of historical city builders. There was one called Caesar Three. There was one called Cleopatra. Nice. That's dope. Yeah, I actually remember living with you. You'd play. You'd 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 pop one of those on. Yeah, one civilization of them, games. Play some civilization. Yeah. Yes, civilization yeah. rules. <laughs> uh, you want to just talk about this? Yeah, stuff? should we just talk about like old PC games? <laughs> were you in, were you into point and click adventure games, Alex? Did you ever play like Willy Beamish? 
No, like I wasn't Gabriel that into Knight. those. No. Okay. I knew they existed. Yeah, I've heard of them, but yeah, it was mostly like real time strategy and and then stuff like Civ or Alpha Centauri, where it's basically a board game you play by yourself, but it's mm-hmm. so yeah. intricate that it needs yeah. to be a computer game. You know. That's pretty. That, I love those. Yeah, that really appeals to me because yeah. I <laughs> frequently do play board games by myself. <laughs> it's not weird. Every game now has solo rules. It's not weird. <laughs> no, it's not weird. It's totally not weird. Oh man. Yeah, we're just saying what the I audience played... is saying. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Dave, we should probably name some producers at some point. Fine. Okay. Here we go. Naming producers. Uh, big thank you to the lubed up ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Thank you so much. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you so much. Thank you to AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew Howe. Deck the halls with blood. Ooh, such a good color. Yeah. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you. Thank you to Barry Two Math. Wants you to go to the gym and drink water. Owen Scott's life. Love y'all. Pick it up. Pick it All up. All right. Pick it up. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank you. All right. Let me swoop in here. Uh, thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Thank you. Thank you to Brian who Tom knows. Thank you. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Thank you. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank you. Thank you to David Knife Boot Henson. Knife Boot. Knife in the boot. Yep. Thank All you. All right. We got trailers. We got so many trailers, guys. We have a we have a good amount of trailers, but a lot, I think, a lot to say about each one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's 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 start with spider-man across the spider-verse oh man um i'm pretty jazzed for this one i loved the first one so much i've loved spider-man since i was a kid um this movie the first movie rules the animation style is so cool but like dave wrote here in the notes and that i agree with they're basically doing the council of rick's storyline from rick and morty which feels like they can't not know that that's what they're doing it's it's (laughs) funny because like Marvel was like, we're going to do multiverse stuff and pop culture just like swooped ahead of them and just did like everything everywhere all at once. And Rick and Morty, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, despite certain people behind the scenes did a full coverage of multiverse. Right. And And now Marvel's like, and here's ours. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we already did it. Just real quick. Like even like Rick and Morty has been parked firmly in this multiverse stuff for the past like seven years. Yeah. So it's like everything everywhere all at once, I would argue, is also borrowing from Rick and Morty. That's true. That's true. Um, So, So, yeah. yeah. But it it is just like it even kind of looks like the Council of Ricks. And it's like it's doing similar jokes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool idea to get in all of the different iterations and spinoffs and variations of Spider-Man that have happened over the years. It's like really they've made some up for this movie, but most of them are from the comics. And it's really fun to sit there and be like, good golly i didn't realize how many different versions of right. spider-man they've done over the years for the record we should i want to explain real quick what the council of ricks is oh for sure it's yeah, the yeah idea we're, that we're in rick and morty like it's, yeah. it, it's the idea that there's multiverse and there's all these different versions of rick to the point that they have their own council and their own like like organization Government. it's like the un yeah yeah where like they have a food court you know and they have like rick selling stuff um, and that's basically what they're doing here, where it's like all the Spider-Mans, there's so many that they're in this multiverse dimension just like existing. And like there's a therapist 
uh, Spider-Man and stuff like that, where it's all kind of that same beat. Mm. Um, yeah, I, 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 oh, go on. I, I remember the, I, I enjoyed the first one of these Spider-Verse movies, and I feel like they covered the jokes basically of a multiverse right like they kind of did all of right. that oh there's a spider-man who's a pig and so on like i i don't know what they're going to do comedically in this new one even seeing the trailer maybe it'll just That's be a, a much more serious version of this kind of story i, I feel like yeah. they just kind of covered the comedy you did yeah you bring up an interesting point that totally slipped my mind they had spider ham in the first move that's the weirdest this gets yeah. yeah, so I'm on board with everybody, what Safe said. I've, I love the first one. I'm excited for this one. I think the mistake, though, is I don't know why they all have to be multiverse-themed. Like, the first one was multiverse-themed. That's fine. Just make a Spider-Man. Just uh, make right, a yeah. Miles Morales. Like, the, the hook, the quote-unquote hook, is that it's Miles Morales, which we don't get, you know? Yeah, um, it's, it's Miles, it's spider gwen slash ghost spider it's that yeah. idea of these um alternate u- universe versions of spider-man that have gotten very very popular over the last decade being able to be in their own movie yeah for sure yeah i agree with that but yeah they they don't have to do another multiverse adventure at no all. it could they just could be just a normal like... adventure that they bring in all the multiverse spider-man to help out with right because i would also argue that it's um uh, like they can do like Doc Ock again. They can do Green Goblin. They can do whatever they want. I, I mean, I don't know. The comics also uh, probably have specific things because, like, there is the fact that it's a different character. Spider Man is a entirely different person. It's not watching Peter Parker again. You know, mm-hmm. uh, really helps in terms of like the repeatability in my for me personally, which is like, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. watch him fight Doc Ock again because it's not him. It's a it's a new it's a different character. I uh, I don't know, but well, they did have also Doc Ock was in the last movie was um yeah, but you you yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. like it, it yeah that's true though um, and even even the live action movies are kind of covering the multiverse now and yes doing some of the jokes or the emotions of Spider Man meeting other Spider Men and I don't know like I, I guess you can keep doing that but I. I remember really enjoying the first one of these Spider-Verse movies, and then I forgot it existed until mm. you guys sent me the trailer for the second one. And I was yeah. like, oh, right. I, I guess we could keep this up. And cool. Great. Yeah. No, it's that, interesting. It, oh, just real quick. That does. Yeah. It's weird because, it, you know, it won the Oscar for best animated film. But like, I'm kind of the same way where I do sort of forget this movie exists. And I think it's just because we're so saturated with Marvel that this movie yeah, gets and- drowned yeah. out. With multiverse. And with like, multiverse specifically Marvel, in Marvel. Marvel yeah. really demonstrates it. And it's not just Marvel. As we talked about, there's other multiverse things. But how quickly a sci-fi trope these days can just be eaten up. Like a multiverse is... It's it's a trope that is very rich if you play with it. If you do interesting things with it. And that isn't to say we didn't have that in the past. There's a Star Trek TNG episode about multiverses and so on and so forth i mean there's but, a there's an original series episode about well yeah there's too, the yeah. evil universe yes yeah. which they revisit in ds9 <laughs> mirror, Tom, mirror. I, never, I don't know if, <laughs> if you've seen the ds9 is spock where they the go emperor? back they go they they <laughs> reference it all but they don't have you know obviously uh nah. they don't have shatner and they were gonna leave uh, the, 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 see, the thing was dave is evil spock was still kind of good because even evil spock is governed by logic Right. So they leave sure. evil Spock with like the idea, maybe you should try democracy in this evil dimension because it will ultimately well, they, work out for you. And he's like, oh, yeah, maybe. They follow up on that. Uh, sweet, Dave. I can't <laughs> yeah, wait so to watch that episode. 
Oh yeah, there's a few episodes actually. Um, the point. <laughs> Point and then being Spock that, fights like, Spider-Man, right? That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that'd be so good. <laughs> Spock fights Spider-Man 2099. <laughs> yeah. But it really seems like... And also Ninja Turtles, before all of this, did a multiverse movie. Remember that? Yeah. They basically oh, yeah. did Into the Spider-Verse before Into the Spider-Verse. It was like a TV it. movie, but yeah. But it was the exact same bit, and it was even... I would I would argue Into the Spider-Verse kind of ripped it off because they learn like they do all these meta jokes about meeting like the original comics Ninja Turtles and they're like those guys are weird you know like they do a lot of fun stuff there so the point being that it's like they're overdoing it now and it feels like it's just a a way to bang toys together right Um, (laughs) they do the meme in this trailer which they did the meme in the end of the last movie too yeah, and so it's just like, it's weird yeah. that not only are they overdoing the, the multiverse idea, but all Spider-Man stuff is now exclusively that. Right, <laughs> it's, it's like Spider-Man it's like, is just multiverse now, I don't, and I don't super like that. Uh, to, to be clear, the meme we're talking about is the two, the three different Spider-Men pointing at each other. Yeah, and again, or I think this is going to be the... Meme, but anyway. This is probably the better version in my head. This is the one I'm more excited about. But it's just, it's very telling that, like, they do something to death so fast that something that could, like, that first movie was very special in my mind because of all the stuff, the multiverse stuff. Now it's just like, well, it's been done to death. In, like, a matter of years, it's been done to death. Yeah, like, four Uh, years. Yeah. Yeah. So fast. Like, yeah. Yeah. They gotta um, calm down. Or, or actually, it's been it's been like five years, I think. Anyway, I don't know. Um, something I did want to point out, which is it's not really pointing it out because it's more like a theory of mine, uh, just based on what's in the trailer, that um, could push back a little bit on what we're complaining about. Um, which is there's the the character that is clearly portrayed as the villain in the trailer, Miguel, is a Sp- right. is Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Um, and he's a really cool character. He's like this uh, biogeneticist who tried to recreate Spider-Man and turned himself into like half spider DNA. So he's he basically has all Spider-Man's powers, except he's got like claws and he's a little bit more vicious, but not really. Um, and there's this whole other still the, the 29, the 2099 storylines are really interesting and weird. Like there's a cult of people that worship Thor, like the Marvel Comics Thor, and they, they're they waiting, oh, awesome. waiting for Thor to return to Earth. Like, there's cool stuff like that. <laughs> in it. Um, but the point is, is Miguel O'Hara is not a villain, and he's clearly the villain in this trailer, which is making me think, okay, they must be doing something with that, because they wouldn't just take a character who's just a hero and, and just make him evil for no reason. And they hint at something in the trailer where, like, they hint that something is going to happen to one or both of Miles's parents. Um, mm, and right. it seems like he's trying to use the multiverse to stop that. And, yeah. and that's what makes Miguel the villain is he's like, you can't do that. And he's pers- pursuing uh, Miles through different multiverses. So I think maybe what this movie might be saying is that you can't just use the multiverse to undo uh, unpleasant events or stories that you did maybe didn't love you know like the all right. of those things have to still exist it's just it's sort of like the rick and morty episode where he has the the belt 
I think where he's 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 going into different multiverses to try events over again, and of course the reveal is that he's just it's it's like the prestige where he's creating and killing different versions of himself in different right. universes. Uh, so yeah, I okay. feel like maybe this movie is going to make a point that's similar to that, where it's like, look, just because the multiverse exists doesn't mean you can just retcon every sad moment of your life. Right. I it could be also a doing. meta comment on the use of multiverse Ex- exactly, and other yeah, exactly. properties. So yeah. uh, based on what's in the trailer, I'm, I think that might be what it is. And I hope that's what the story is. Cause that would be both really interesting and also would sort of kind of demonstrate that it's not as creatively, uh, I don't want to say bankrupt because I wouldn't, these movies are, are you're say, so yeah, you're saying lush and creative, of, but yes. Yeah. They yeah. Were, it was very thoughtful and a purposeful decision. Hopefully. Yeah, it's it, cool. it's it's yeah. a the meta thing where it's a meta on a meta where it's like now we're commenting on the multiverse, which is a good thing, um, for sure. Um, I was gonna say another just compliment for all of the Spider-Man stuff recently. Um, the multiverse stuff, yeah, that's a problem. But I I gotta note that they're very good at like being morally gray area too, which is good. Like like that last mm. one where the Green Goblin, they realize like. No, this is a sick man. Right. He's like, he's, <laughs> like, he's <laughs> mentally ill. Like, you, you've yeah. got to help this man. <laughs> yeah, that was a good instinct. And this seems like you're talking about a moral gray area here again. Um, that is a very cool thing to explore. So there's that. Um, do we want to, any more thoughts? Do we want to move on to whatever this next thing is? Uh, uh, well, the I'm next trailer had better be an insect themed superhero because otherwise I'm out. Yeah. Forget oh, it. you're in luck. You're in luck. Because <laughs> the next is this. What is this? Blue Beetle from DC. Oh, he's uh, I've a D- never heard of this. He's a DC hero, and the, uh, the only reason I know that is because of the Injustice games. Actually, no, that's oh, not, okay. that's oh, not okay. true. I'm familiar with Blue Beetle. I re- I, re- um, I remember him from '90s comics. Okay, comment retracted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. I I don't know most comics. I think when they made the Iron Man movie, I was like, I think I've heard of that guy. So I will say that the version of Blue Beetle I'm familiar with is very different from the current version, which is um, Jaime. I I forget his last name, but it's this character. It's this version that's in this movie. Okay. I uh, compliment sandwich. I'm going to do. Sure. (laughs) One. I like the device. I like a little beetle, like a little dildo that this guy like sticks to him. I don't know something about that, like an artifact looking thing that sticks to your body. Uh, that's that's neat. Um, uh, wait, wait, a dildo, problem. Not to not to work blue, but a dildo he sticks to him. Hang on. That's not how those work. Hang on. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's not a stick on dildo. Yes. Um, uh, uh, constructive criticism. I feel like this is every film I've ever seen. I, I watching this trailer, mm. I was like, okay, so he doesn't accept the power, and then he does, and then he beats the bad guy who wants the power. Got it. S- movie scene from the trailer. Um, uh, compliment. Iron Man, but you can't control the suit. It's just, an, again, fun premise. That's all. I like the premise. I like the, the gizmo in it. I like the idea of like this thing sticks to you, and it's kind of body horror. It's a bit like, it's it's like, a bit like Venom. Yeah, 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 it is. Uh, and that's it. That's all I have to say. Also, Batman is a fascist. It's, yeah, yeah, that's a fun line. Having the, the DC films yeah. actually address that is funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or point it out anyway. <laughs> this feels like James Gunn's first like DNA. This was in, on... this was in production long before he wow. came on. Yeah. Good on them. Dang. Yeah, that's this, cool. That, yeah. 
I one th- one thing I appreciate about this trailer, and it's a very little thing, but at the very end there was just a little like still image that said, "Hey, check out these comics that Blue Beetle is in." Like I I appreciate these trailers acknowledging that not all of us have heard of these characters because yeah, it should, and it, it's man, also yeah. a cool way to give like the artists and creators their due too, where it's like, "Hey, was, if you're into this movie, check out where this yeah. character came from from these writers and artists." That's cool. Yeah, I'm into that. I was I was gonna say one of the problems we don't talk about enough, and I know people talk about it, that makes comic book movies very insidious in my mind, is the fact that these writers and artists make these things for Marvel, and then they just steal them for the movies and then just say like based off a marvel thing and it's like like there are people the things that people are geeking out about in the marvel movies came from writers Mm -hmm. who aren't being credited uh, most of the time very often yeah a lot of the storylines characters emotional beats those come directly from the comics and those people don't get credit don't get paid yeah yeah and it's like it's weird it's like they're stealing from themselves um, and it's this big corporate machine that, like, very specifically, it seems to set out to fuck over creators uh, and the actual, like, artists who made those things. They just sort of take it from them, put it in this machine, give it to someone else, and then just, like, erase them from all credit. And that's wild to me. So, like, I don't know. I think there needs to be some sort of change there in terms of, like, who gets credited for movies these movies um yeah totally i don't know so yeah that's a nice it's a nice detail it's nice that they do that i feel like every comic book movie should do that or again say based off a comic by this person and this person you know what i mean like right they're happy to uh, do it when it's like you know based on characters created by stan lee and steve ditko but when it's just like some scrub like the guy who created venom was david michelini like nobody knows that it was David right. Michelin and Todd McFarlane. Uh, right. And, <laughs> like, nobody and knows that. <laughs> and they, I get that legally they don't have to do it. Legally, they work for a company and they invent a character under that company. And then they can just say, all right, your work here is done. Um, kind of the same way The Lion King or all the Disney remakes. They don't. I don't think they have to like completely credit everybody who worked on the original, even if they were responsible for it. I don't know how that is, but there's this like legal gray area that they take advantage of that, you know, bothers me. Yeah. Anyway, I'll yeah. see the blue beetle. I don't give a Ooh, shit. Probably watch blue beetle. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> it looks, again, it looks, it's, I like, the, um, I, I like the kid. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know the actor's name, but he's the kid from Cobra Kai. Yeah. There's a lot of charisma oh, okay. in this trailer. Yeah. George Lopez is fun. Want him and yeah. more stuff. Oh shit! Yeah. Was that that was George Lopez? A lot of facial yeah. hair, but yeah, it was him. Yeah, a lot of facial yeah. hair, but yeah, that was totally him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, this <laughs> movie looks fun. Masked him in facial hair, and, I, and I'm, him. I'm doubly glad that it's <laughs> um, not like a character that, you know, it's not like another Iron Man movie or another Batman movie. This is a character that like no never gets attention. So, right. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Seems fine. Um. Should we move on to uh, yeah, Extraction it. 2? It, uh, they knew what to do in this trailer. They gave us one scene where he's fighting dudes with his fist he's, on fire. And beating the <laughs> bejeebus out of dudes with a riot shield. Yeah. It's tough, yeah. man. My, my only thought was that Extraction 
is very forgettable because we're in a world of like top notch action. Right. In my memory, you didn't like Extraction when we covered it. Dave. I didn't. I wasn't that impressed by it. To be yeah, when I saw it, I didn't think it was much of anything. And it's part of it. It's like, it's like, it's like the idea of like drugs getting stronger and stronger. Uh, where it's just like action movies, like your John Wick's and Mission Impossible, you strapping Tom Cruise to the side of a plane and actually doing it. You know, having these mm. stunt spectaculars, and then you have extraction. Like, well, we we're doing action too, and it's like, are you though? Like, uh, it's it's I it's not their fault. It's just the bar is so high now that I feel like I'm numb. Like I see a guy like drive a car into a building, and I'm like, eh, you know, and like that's that's weird. <laughs> Uh, but that said, yeah. this looks good. This looks very fun. Yeah, it the trailer is, yeah. reminded me of the prison yard scene from the raid too. Yeah, see, less yeah. less oh, frantic, but you know that that's a much better scene, at least based on what we see in this trailer. But still, and I liked the first extraction. I thought it did the action stuff fine. You know, there's a couple of sequences that I still remember from that movie that are just well choreographed because um, it, right. it's also trying to do the John Wick real stunts real choreography impress you that way instead of like a fast and the furious type spectacle so i'm i'm into this i i liked the first one yeah um alex yeah uh, sorry alex that first i was one? i was rolled right good? over you no no i uh i didn't see the first one and this like the a lot of trailers are just sort of quick cuts with that same pounding song or or a spooky yeah. choir version of a, a pop song but like a lot of trailers are just a bunch of things smashed together from the movie, and this, in a in a positive way, reminded me of when you're in the Netflix menu and just a scene starts playing from something. It was just right. nice to see like a whole chunk of the movie that was action packed, and that's all they give you is like more positive to me than the like as as much as the previous two trailers we saw were pretty good trailers. Like I, I don't need that constant like percussion and quick cuts of people right. saying dramatic stuff. So it's not right. the, it's nice the, to see creative we are definitely out of the golden age of trailers um which yeah. i would argue was like the 70s to the 90s uh and even those there were some terrible trailers but i'm of course referring <laughs> to things like alien. i would argue the godzilla alien the godzilla trailer um fucking the shining trailer which is still the best trailer the wolfman trailer <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you remember the minus man trailer i do which is an incredible yeah. trailer yeah yeah where where they do like literally like little short films and like do really weird things and so just because of that seeing this trailer gave me a little bit of that vibe where i'm like oh yeah just show me one scene thank you well i also like that the yeah. tra- they, they clearly understand what to sell about the movie we don't need to know a whole lot about the story we just need to know hey we're doing the same thing we're doing the same crisp inventive clever tightly choreographed action here's some of that if you yeah. like this you're gonna like this movie like they're just yeah, exactly. it's, it's it's a very clear statement of purpose which i appreciate thank you extraction too mm-hmm. when you when you said oh, no. the word crisp i heard the word chris for a second like chris hemsworth i was thinking like <laughs> finally some more chris is what i is yes. how yeah. i want to describe long last stuff. more chris yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, so I should say the first movie was fine. It's kind of one of those movies, kind of what we talked about at top, where it's just like, I don't care to talk much about it because it's just like, it didn't, it, I didn't find it amazing. Uh, it does have good action. And of course he beats up he children beats in it. beats up a gang of kids, Dave. Yeah. So it was good. Oh, it's just in that God. twilight to me where it's like, 
kind of like honestly a Mission Impossible where it's like you see the movie and you're like that was fun and then you forget it a few right, hours and later. Never think about it again. Yeah, I love yeah. I loved the most recent Mission Impossible. I haven't thought about it since we recorded the episode. Right, I couldn't even tell you what happened in it. Except I remember Henry, Henry Cavill getting struck. I, by lightning. I remember Henry Cavill calling Tom Cruise a pussy and then jumping out of the plane and immediately getting struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible, uh, Phil. Incredible. <laughs> It also, anytime you describe scenes from these various movies as a person, you just sound like you're describing a dream. Like, yeah, and then yeah. he jumped yeah. out of a plane and got hit by lightning. Like, that's dream stuff. Right. It's, it, it, exactly. so, it sounds like I'm explaining a Dragon Ball episode to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and then in the dream, Chris Hemsworth, hand, his hand was on fire and then he hit a guy with a shield. Like, what? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Wake up. Sure. <laughs> he punched a guy so hard, his hand, uh, the fire on his hand went out. Right. it extinguished uh, the flames um well we have another trailer here believe it or not uh this one i just put in to just hurt you uh butch cassie and the wild bunch oh, on no. tubi i i don't i didn't do it to hurt you i just there's some there i have a after watching all of briscoe county jr i have this like quaint place in my heart for like indie westerns that clearly can't even afford to do a western um, where like this was clearly shot in like, you know, Western town, uh, and like it looks fine, but it 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 but doesn't have that all, much of a budget. All the shots are real tight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, or like, yeah, I watched the Blood Rain that takes. There's a Western Blood Rain, and that one's even worse. Where it's like, oh, you had like a couple of houses, uh, and that's it. But this, uh, yeah, <laughs> seems to have Jeffrey Combs in it. And it's a Butch Cassidy, I guess, sequel. Yeah. And, I, uh, it has to be a prequel. Oh, right. It does have to be a prequel, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Not, and not just because he's younger, Dave. I know. <laughs> Remember how Spoilers that for ends. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> well, and apparently this is on 2B, right? Yeah, 2B. it is. Apparently. TV. I, should I should I try stuff like that? I hear about these services that are completely free, and I, I mean, uh, maybe I'm a snob, and I'm like, it's probably not good, but I don't know. Well, maybe they're, it's they're good. perfect. They're perfectly fine. The issue is, is how how much do you value your time in a in a in a world where <laughs> we've been able to so tightly curate every everything we watch. Where it's like we've had streaming for so long. We've had in before that we had TiVo for a while before that. So we haven't there's been ways to avoid watching commercials for a long time. Uh, So now like um, stopping a film like it's different for shows because they're structured and, and, you know, the acts are structured around commercial breaks. But a film will just break randomly in the middle of the story for like three minutes of commercials. So it really it's really just a question of how much can you stand that? And also the commercial breaks are sort of predicted by uh, algorithms. So very often, at least as has been my experience, like we watched uh, Young Guns for a a podcast and it was free on one of these services. And because the ad breaks were chosen by uh, an algorithm, by an AI, they would frequently come in the middle of a scene, sometimes in the middle of a sentence. So it just kind of depends on (laughs) how much that bothers you. If you can look past it, it's totally they're like all totally fine. Right. And some of them have right. movies that you can't okay. find anywhere else. Yeah, like this, which I'm I'm going to demystify mm. this a little bit for you guys. Uh, and this is not a good to be advertisement. I just looked up who directed this. Oh, no. Uh, it's oh, no. from the director of Sharknado. Okay. 
the writer okay. the writer has played heavies in a lot of stuff he's in fast five he plays a biker in little miss sunshine he was in buffy he's like you know heavy um he has written such films as universal soldiers 2007's i am <laughs> omega which came out right around i am legend the amityville haunting bermuda uh. triangle independence day oh he's a multiple he's an asylum guy <laughs> yes operation dunkirk atlantic <laughs> rim san andreas mega quake no there's an Top atlantic gunner. rim there sure yeah. is an atlantic 2000- rim <laughs> 2020s top gunner uh jurassic <laughs> domination <laughs> and this butch cassie and the wild bunch uh i, I still want to see this movie but i don't know why i have no good reason to yeah they've got a donald sutherland running around in there it looks like jeffrey combs is playing some kind of lawman yeah i'm into that <laughs> it's uh yeah, but yeah, so I don't know about Tubi or anything, but this is definitely, you know, this is something mm. you'd find straight to DVD normally, but now it's straight to Tubi. It's a show, too, yeah. isn't it? No. Oh, it's, it's a not? Movie. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Man. Great. Then there'll be commercials in the middle of the lines, baby. All right. <laughs> Here Possibly. we go. Possibly. Yeah. Ho- hopefully not on Tubi. That was just my experience with... um. I think quickly down sense. under and young guns. It's, it's apparently all it's specifically Westerns that I watch for free on these on services. <laughs> Westerns in weird. red state. We had to watch red state on one of these services. Oh, I had it. I had it on Blu-ray, but oh, yes. I, yeah, I watched it on like Tubi or, or Freeview or something. Free, Freeview is the worst Freeview because what, when you watch something on Amazon, even if it's something I own, They'll just like slip in the freebie version and I have to like go out and like specify and tell Amazon like, no, I don't want fucking freebie. It's awful. Mm. Terrible. Is the worst problem anybody's ever had. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It, it's weird how uh, much we all know about a dozen services these days, right? Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a strange knowledge it. set we've all built up. Well, it's instead of channels now. You know, people used to know about like True. different channels, it's in- VHS yeah, in- versus inst- MTV. Instead of knowing how to do things around my house, like small repairs or cook, I, <laughs> I can tell you exhaustively anything you want to know about most streaming services. Right. <laughs> it's a valuable skill. Yeah. Uh, speaking of streaming services, this next one is coming to Hulu. Uh, it's called Clock. This is one of, uh, and this isn't a hit against it. It's one of several movies uh, horror thrillers that's come out recently that we've even covered about women getting pregnant and it's like a body horror yeah mm-hmm. um and i just need to know there's a obvious reason that's happening of lately course. and it's the same reason rosemary's baby was made in 1967 like literally a few years leading up to roe v wade it's in people's minds right now uh being as it forced be. to have a baby is in yeah. people's minds yeah and so like this actually this looks good i think this i honestly every single one of these i've encountered all look good like it's not like there's a cassie and the wild bunch there's a Um, there's a goofy (laughs) moment in the trailer where like the babadook looks into her window and gets like spooky face but like yes the rest of it looks really good yeah i i liked that moment only because i didn't think they were gonna go full full babadook in this this i thought it was gonna be like sci-fi thriller right because it's like the rest of the rest of the trailer is quite abstract um and the title clock refers to her biological clock she's like oh i don't have a clock and it's just all this pressure on her to have a baby but yes and then one random part in the trailer a babadook shows up yeah 
Yeah, and I, I feel like you save that for maybe the very end of the trailer if you're showing people that at all. And they just put it in right. the middle and it was kind of a long beat. And then the trailer right. keeps going and I was like, are there right. more Babadooks coming? Or is that the, the so, bad guy? Is this a Babadook sitch? Like, is that what this <laughs> movie is? Babadook, yeah. yeah. We're gonna Dr. Have to, Babadook. We're going to have to fight this motherfucker at the end of the movie? Right. <laughs> Oh, Listen, man. I'm excited for some Chris, but I am not down for some Duke. You know what I mean? No, like that's no Duke. <laughs> the state I'm in. No, yeah. no Duke, comma Baba. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I want to watch Baba Duke now. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I don't know. This looks good. It's probably uh, not for everyone, mainly because it's just it's such a fucking bummer subject. It looks. <laughs> it's it looks those, really. It's like emotionally intense yeah yeah it's like the invisible man movie where it's like very good movie not everybody's gonna want to watch it can't recommend um, that to everyone yeah this the movie will straight up give some people panic attacks exactly and and yeah. i think probably so will this yeah i also this trailer showed me that i've seen the u.s version of the office way too many times because melora harden who plays jan on the office is a doctor in this trailer and i was like oh, oh it's was, it's like oh when God. jan was trying to get pregnant but now she's the doctor that's interesting <laughs> the office did that where like i feel like most of the people on there uh can't really like be anything else unless yeah. they become a cia shell and steal uh, a certain news show's idea but other than that person <laughs> and then sell um, it and then sell it for millions of dollars after three episodes yeah. and nothing ever comes of it and nothing ever comes yeah. of it cut um, it out melora harden yeah yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> uh, yeah. uh stop sh- it angela kinsey <laughs> <laughs> you guys thought of the uh, office ladies is- podcast yeah yeah it's it's not her <laughs> <laughs> is that podcast any good I've not listened to it because I wasn't a big Office fan. I'm not actually. Big, I never it, finished The Office. I I like that it exists and it has like gems in it. Just because occasionally mm-hmm. they either know somebody or were present for something that was great. But it, it's right. You, you kind of want to skip through it. I think. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Um, next trailer is for Hypnotic. This like I mm. just expected a name like Hypnotic that just sounds like a indie like sci-fi whatever it sounds like it sounds like liquor in a blue bottle (laughs) yeah and it's starring ben affleck Uh, it's it's starring ben affleck and it's a fucking robert rodriguez movie i would argue it's it's about evil hypnotist william fickner committing crimes (laughs) and murders and abductions by hypnotizing people dave it's about so on board yes he's exactly he's pusher this is my my big note is just make him pusher so Alex, yes, I, uh, essentially, if, if is you pusher. don't know, um, the X Files pusher episode is about a guy who can inflict his will on anybody, and they don't make him oh. a hypnotist. It's the idea he's almost just an X Men, like he has a brain tumor that like did something to him that he can anything he says to you, you'll right. just do, right. and he's terrifying. It, it, he's one of the worst X Files villains ever. It, it was in the mid '90s, right around Phenomenon, when we thought brain cancer gave you powers yeah anyway uh and so like it it was it's uh i don't know it's he's one of the more formidable um and memorable villains uh he's like uh he's a moriarty to Mulder in a way um he has two episodes nice and so like that's what they're doing here but they're making him a hypnotist which like kind of to me takes the edge off like it makes it silly right um because it's like 
I know, I know that that's not it's, true. It's it's silly, but also I don't care. Like you know, yeah. like Spider Man and and Blue Beetle and any other of those kinds of movies. Like I know that shit's not real. So right. like I love that this is schlock. Like I love yeah. that it's a thriller about a fucking evil hypnotist uh, <laughs> committing crimes and murdering and kidnapping, and only Ben Affleck can stop him, but he can't trust his eyes because he could be being hypnotized. And it's right. The and idea it's, is it's his daughter's been kidnapped. Robert Rodriguez, like yes, right. Fuck me up, Again, hypnotic, please. Yes, I this want is, this movie. This is, it's such a weird one because it feels like this should be a straight to to streaming starring like right. B, like the were, premise is such a b movie right were it not for the yeah. people it's kind of like training day like were it not for the people involved this is a b movie right by the way the co-writer did all the gods new godzillas um which okay. is neat yeah they also developed the minority report tv show so um but i'm just gonna call it ben affleck's daughter doesn't exist that's my prediction most this likely is, yeah this movie is setting up a twist right because the whole thing's about Hey, you can't trust About your own brain. Trusting, there's going to be, there is yeah. going to be something like that where a major character, and I think you're probably right, but like yeah. a, a, we're, we're going to find out that like a major character doesn't exist. Like yeah. that's that's he's it, doing it all. Yeah. Everything yeah. is yeah. under the control. I love I love seeing William Fickner in a big movie again, though. Yes, good. For I him. love seeing William Fickner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He and George Lopez should do something together. Now I want they that. They sure should, where they both just grow huge, bushy beards. Yeah. <laughs> is this, does this feel like a Rodriguez movie? And what I mean by that is, and I, this is, I think this is good. I think it's good. Kind of the same way I like that Guy Ritchie is just sort of directing, like, I, I love a good Guy Ritchie movie. And what I mean by that is like loud Guy Ritchie. But I like that he's also been doing like, just like regular thrillers. Mm-hmm. Um, and like part of me is always like what's disney movies right part of me is like with wrath of man i was like what's the point of this being guy Ritchie?" but then you think about like directors like richard donner and like you know that idea of like being able to just do anything and so i like seeing a robert rodriguez movie that just feels like he's just doing a movie and he's he's not like he's making a genre movie as opposed to a robert rodriguez movie which isn't the first time he's done it. He did like the faculty. I would argue is doesn't feel like a Robert Rodriguez movie, and not even, you know, what? for all of its faults, not even Alita: Battle Angel particularly yeah. felt like a Rodriguez film to me. Right, for better or for worse, yeah. it's he'll he'll do different movies, and so like I don't know, that's interesting. Yeah, it could be all right. I, I, you guys are exactly right. It's it seems to be going for schlock and going for just straightforwardly doing this silly like it, even the trailer has a chunk of time where a lady tells us how powerful hypnotism can be to like <laughs> yeah, sell the premise sure in a way where we all still it's, know it's stupid but we know how committed they are to it so that's good it's one of those you only use 10 percent of your brain premises where <laughs> yes. it's like they're starting from a very silly idea uh and then they're going from there there's a bunch of behind the. I'm looking at the f- production stills. There's just a series of behind the scene photos of Ben Affleck looking worried on a park bench, which is kind of a lot of this trailer. So that fits. Yeah, they could call this yeah. movie Ben Affleck is worried. I also like that Ben Affleck. <laughs> I th- I said this before when we were um, covering Deep Water. I think he's our new Michael Douglas, which I would have never. I would have never realized that. But he's oh. he's filling the Michael Douglas spot. What I mean by that is like a guy who's going to be like sexy thriller or like like the game with Michael Douglas. That's what this is like. You know what I mean? Like a thriller guy. 
like a kind of cheesy thriller guy, and I'm into that. Yeah, I hadn't thought of him that way. I also yesterday yeah. I for the first time saw the trailer for uh, Air, like the Air Jordans movie oh, they're making, right. and like he's just kind of almost randomly in that too. I feel like he's in well, half he of movies it. right he's now. He's directing it. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But he's just kind of in yeah. stuff, and that was Michael Douglas to me as a kid, especially. I'd just be like, yeah. oh yeah, Michael Douglas is in this. Okay, sure. Yeah, exactly. Remember um, the accountant? That's yeah, like sure. that feels just shows like up. he he just I I don't know who's running the show. But uh, I think Ben Affleck, more than any other actor, is keeping 90s cheesy thrillers alive. Um, <laughs> like Paycheck, 2003 is Paycheck. Oh, um, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, it's just good on him or whoever. I don't know if it's him specifically. Um, All right. Uh, what do we got? What do we got do, next? Do you want to move I, on? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I was, I was lost in Ben Affleck's IMDb. Uh, Barbie. Barbie, of course. Yeah. yeah. Covering Barbie. This is the uh, the second trailer for Barbie. Um, a little bit more plot revealed, but not much. They're still keeping the plot pretty tight, but Yeah, I have theories. We this get, is we a, get a course, better um, idea of what the movie's gonna be like. Greta Gerwig um doing Barbie. Uh writing co writing with Noah Bombach. With Noah Bombach. Um <laughs> which is, which holy is shit. extremely funny. Yes, but it's also <laughs> I was talking to, I think, Cody about this the other day, is like, you look at the Mario movie that's um, not doing great. In the, oh, well, it's not getting good reviews. I shouldn't say it's not doing great. Uh, if you look at the writer-director, they're all like studio people. They're people who are like, yeah, we'll make a kid's movie, you know? Like, the writer ma- did a few minions, you know what I mean? Um, I think this is just proving to be very interesting, considering that it's being made by people who don't normally do this. So I'm just so fucking curious as to what this is going to be yeah uh, and my yeah. my guess is because in the trailer they do something where they enter the real world yes so my guess is going to be about them essentially like learning that life isn't actually like this right mm-hmm. it's pleasantville yeah you mentioned that yeah. in the notes and i think that that that's an probably an apt comparison because what else would you do with barbie because like barbie the world that Barbie exists in is sort of like an antiquated point of view. So how would you do that? But um, at any rate, regardless of what the movie decides to do, I feel like the, the trailer feels a little bit obvious just in all the jokes it's telling because they're all the jokes you would tell. But it still looks like so much fun. Like, I'm really yeah. I'm really into this movie. <laughs> I honestly I, the yeah. the. The high heel shot I didn't expect, and that made that me go really like, "Really oh, funny, yeah, yeah." That was a great idea. Yeah, I also like that there's a fucked up Barbie. That there's a fucked up Barbie with her hair cut and her face drawn on. Uh, that's very, that's yep. very fun. Yeah, it's a fun idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with everything you guys are saying. Yeah, like even with yeah. the with the obviousness of some humor like there's a long bit in the trailer of them the guys saying they're gonna beach each other off when they're on a beach and it sounds like they're yes. gonna beat each other off and like that is that is an obvious joke and i didn't mind it i was like ah, that's fun cool right Great. yeah right like, I it's, also, it's, I, they're into i it. love that i love that they're everybody's barbie and everybody's ken because there's so many different <laughs> types of barbies and so many different types of ken. it's just it's 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 right. really Including funny John Cena. and really charming. Michael Sarah is in there. Yeah, Michael Sarah's in there. 
Yeah, um, about that. Will Ferrell, by the way, plays Mattel CEO, so yeah. it's definitely like meta that they're going to go into the real world. It's Lego Movie, um, and I would oh, argue yeah. that's that's okay doing it again. Sure. Um, I I think I think there's so a, there's value in in tackling an idea like that in a toy that has been so dominant for girls for for the past I don't know half century, seventy yeah. years. Yeah. Um, and in specifically like because the Lego movie is kind of for uh, a, a kind of broader, but like Barbie is specifically for girls. Right. Um, so there, I, I like the idea of tackling an idea in a similar way that the Lego movie did, like addressing sort of like an antiquated viewpoint, maybe or or any number of other directions you could take um, with a Barbie movie like the Malibu Stacy uh, episode of um, The Simpsons, where she tries to make right. Lisa Lionheart. Um, I think that's cool. I think even even if it does kind of cover a lot of the same ground that the Lego movie does, I think there's still space and value for a movie like this. For sure. And there's I think a very key part of this um, is that it's clearly been made with love. And like so. Right. Like, yeah. It's not, movie it, like it's, this, not like, it's not shitting on Barbie. It's like they clearly like no, Barbie. Yeah. But like, yeah. in a way that I think even if so, even if this movie wasn't about what we're talking about and it might not be, we, we don't know. But it's still made with that love that I think, like, you look at something like the Emoji Movie, where they're like, look, it's the poop emoji, where it's all references to the things, right? Or that's why here the new Mario movie is. It's a lot of, you remember this thing. Hey, remember this thing? Mm -hmm. Whereas this, like that fucked up Barbie, that's a reference not to a Barbie, but to our relationship with Barbie. Right. And that's, I think, the key thing, is that when it's a reference to remember doing this remember enjoying it in this way that is a lot more effective as a reference that it feels unique and it feels like they actually gave a shit um and so that it just feels like this is going to really be something something good uh of course we're not going by much um but there's a lot of intent here you know Mm -hmm. so i'm super curious about that and a huge cast it appears yeah yeah so many i've heard there's a lot of cameos of people as different barbies and kens that's great so cool. yeah it's probably i'm guessing it's probably because whatever the premise is was like immediately people are like oh i want to do that you know um like there's yeah. probably just so, something really fun about being in this uh it at least looks that way so yeah no yeah. I'm, t- I'm totally into this trailer i loved this trailer <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Excited. Hyped. Yeah. Good to be hyped. Yeah. I'm broadly hyped about most everything we talked about. That was cool. Yeah. Pretty much. Cool. Yeah. This is this is quite a week, Dave. So you know what we should yeah. do next? Some bummer news stories. <laughs> yeah, some some sad ass news stories to take the wind out of our sails. <laughs> yeah. So uh, three news stories that are all bummers. They're all bummers. <laughs> but we gotta thank some producers yeah. first. I would also, I would say at most a medium bummer, right? We're not going to like break hearts out here or nothing. No, 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 no. It's just entertainment stuff. Yeah, we're not talking about like fucking flight TWA, flight 180 or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's all still just movies and stuff. Yeah. So it will will only be so sad. (laughs) It's it's pop culture bummers, yes. Uh, But first, we got to thank some more producers. Let's do it. Big thank you to Deborah is awesome. Barbara is great and cancer can go to hell. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. 
Thank you to Driftless Rope, Mabel's name in the Witch's Book of Blood. Thank you. Thank you to E.T. the Extravagant Terrestrial. Thank you. Thank you to Evil Ed 209. Thank you so much. Thank you to Exploding Rune. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J. Mostly comes out at night. Mostly. Thank you. Thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Thank you so much. Thank you to Heathcliff's Helping Hamfuls. Thank you. Oh, man. Let yeah. me swoop in here. All right. Thank you to Ombre Says Mabel, step on me. Yes. Thank you to ImpossibleWorlds.net, the new quarterly anthology featuring works from creators like Michael Swaim. Yes. Thank you. Thank you to James Cram James Cameron's Jesus Christ. Thank you to James Good. Cameron's Prolapse Locomotive. And how. Thank you to Chris Shanovich. Thank you. Thank you to Look Bomb on a podcast. Thanks. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thanks. Thank you to musical guest Rob Ritchie. Yes. Thank you to No One Can Hear You Scream in Space McNulty. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So they've just announced a live action Moana. Good. When was Moana made? 2016, Dave. <laughs> so here's my theory. Here's my theory. Because the live action Moana remake gonna was. Eat. It's going to fold Jesus in on fucking, itself. It's not even a decade old. So here's my theory, guys. <laughs> this is what I think. So uh, The Rock announced this live action Moana remake on his Twitter account and all his socials and stuff. And he's very much involved in it. He's the driving force in getting it made. He's an executive producer. He's going to play maui again most likely at least it's what the article says although the actress who played moana um in the original is only going to be an executive producer but anyway the point is the rocks uh, clearly the person who got this movie made so i suspect that he ate so much shit after the debacle that was black adam like in terms of you know the regardless right. of how it was the, a bad movie it wasn't a great movie for sure um not enough pierce brosnan that's what i think definitely mm -hmm. not enough pierce brosnan um it it kind of <laughs> bombed um it, it had this it. post okay. <laughs> oh my god alex <laughs> there are parts of it that are fine but mostly it's like really boring and dated like it feels like six years out of date um okay cool yeah but like there's a post-credit scene <laughs> where like henry cable as superman comes back and then right after that came out they're like james gunn and everybody else at dc was like yeah henry cable's not coming back as superman this is not happening yeah. Um, it's mm. it's clear and then that apparently he like he like didn't want Shazam in there. Although considering that actor, uh, that seems like a whole other thing too. Right? Yeah, Zachary <laughs> Levi's got his own problem. But but basically, like The Rock, sort of his ego and clout was the driving force behind getting Black Adam made, and he really put a lot into it and like swore up and down it was going to be this huge hit, and like tried to engineer it to like reinvigorate the dc universe all around this character and it, it bombed it fell on its face they're not making any more black adams it just didn't connect with people he really ate shit on that movie so sure i did. i suspect that after that very public de and then he was on like social media trying to like say that well it made this amount of money the black adam made 200 million dollars in its opening weekend that's the same amount of money that the first captain america movie made in 2011 it's like dude that doesn't 
Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Oh, no. Um, he was being really, Im- not as embarrassing as Zachary Levi has been about Shazam 2, but he was yeah. he was being kind of embarrassing about it on social media, trying to insist that it wasn't as big of a failure as it clearly was. DC had, like, their implosion moment. Like, that moment that happens in movies where the villain is, like, in handcuffs, like, I'll get you all, where, mm-hmm. like, it never happens in real life. That seemed to happen, where, like, yeah. multiple actors were like, damn you! And and it all <laughs> fell apart. Yeah. So anyway, I suspect that he ate so much shit on Black Adam that he pivoted hard into something that is quote unquote safe. That a he rebound. Kn- he knows is going to make a lot of money, and he's you know you know he's he's a big enough fish that he could walk into Disney and be like, let's do a Moana live action remake with me in it. Right, and then some poor writer hears, then he's like, "Fuck." Okay, Which is fine. like, that's the only thing that makes sense to me, because like we pointed out at the beginning of talking about this news story, Moana came out in 2016. That movie is not even a decade old. Right. And they're already doing a live action reboot. So I don't I yeah. don't hate your theory, but I will have a counter theory. OK. Disney likes money. They sure do, Dave. Yeah. Them? And they don't care anymore. Uh, it reminds me of the Onion article from like the 90s that was we may be running out of our retro resources and it's about how our retro is like folding in on itself Yeah, uh, that's kind of what always happens like it's eating itself where it's like I'm waiting for the live action remake of the live action like Lion King um, and it's going to happen <laughs> where they like use, a reboot where they of use the actual live animals like Air yeah. Bud style or just like they, they, they're just it's it's that thing where it's like come on, just make more stories. Make like a new, the, I'm begging you, a new movie, please, for the love of God. Yeah, but that that definitely could be. It. I don't know. It just bums Alex, me. Yeah. It bums me out so hard. But yeah, like Alex, please. I think let us I, let us hear your thoughts. I think I think you guys are right on the two driving forces being The Rock wants to do it and Disney likes money. Like I think yeah. I think just. It's it's one of the rare things in movie making and these giant companies where so many people are involved. But I, I feel like once that one switch flips of The Rock said he would just come and do this, like it just aligns with everything else. Like all the parts just fall in place and they tape an announcement. Yeah, you know, like that's it. And the worst, the worst part is like it'll make a bunch of money. Like it, it might. Yeah, it, 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 it yeah. might. I would say, so we're seeing this with superheroes, right? Um, that like people, there's already all these think pieces are like, is, 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 you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy going to be the last, the biggest, the first Marvel bomb is superhero films over to which I say, I think the moment Deadpool three happens, that'll switch again. Um, or all they have to do to get me back is bring back X-Men, but that's a different conversation. My point being that like, it does feel like we're seeing this moment of like, oh, there, it's finally over, and I'm sort of waiting that for that for these Disney remakes. Is like, when will mm. the public finally go? Okay, stop. I think here. Uh, I hope, but I've said that before about other things. So it's like, who can say? Like, because the thing is, it will end, but it it they still make a ton of money in the meantime. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like. It's like being a weird, scammy, like a corporate rich guy where it's like you always have a golden parachute. 
like they're gonna do it until it doesn't and then they just move on right no one no one goes to jail for this yeah i just like to try to put it in their perspective of like a kid a kid right. who saw moana in 2016 let's say they were 12 so like in middle school now like right now they're seeing the announcement that there's going to be a, a live action remake of a movie they saw in middle school and now they're gra- about to graduate high school which is not that many years like think yeah. about like, like think about like if they had announced they were remaking independence day when you were a senior in high school what would you think you're right you're right that's what it is because the nostalgia wow. cash grab needs nostalgia it needs nostalgia and that's yeah. nostalgia has not developed for moana because it's not even a fucking decade old but the thing is it's in that stage where it's like so it's not even that though it's like remaking dumbo there's no kid with nostalgia for dumbo no so what they're banking on there is someone as a kid being new to it and the problem is by doing moana the kids that they're banking on are like yeah i know moana already <laughs> I watch Moana. So like they don't have that. And then you're right is they also don't have the nostalgia factor. So it's like they miss that. Like they're, they, they can't wait for the sweet spot that they need, which is people Mm -hmm. to show their kids something they have nostalgia for. Right. Yeah. That's how that's supposed to go. It's uh, there's just one last thing I wanted to point out is there's an excerpt from this Hollywood reporter article that we're referencing to talk about this today. Um, And here's the line. I put it in the notes. Um, It's a strategy that has yielded huge dividends with some movies such as Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin becoming billion dollar hits and some earning plaudits for creativity. So the article flat out says that this is a strategy about making money. And sometimes they actually make interesting creative decisions. Right. Sometimes they get a gold star for being creative. Sometimes they're actually good. Is basically yeah. what this article is saying. They're saying in a very nice way. It's fuck yep. this, fuck this trend. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of uh, sucking the life out of things, um, <laughs> they're making HBO is going ahead with a Harry Potter TV series. It's going to be a book a season, uh-huh. and they're just doing it again. They're just doing uh, it again. <laughs> and uh, man, weird. it's going to last probably as long as honestly as long as those movies came out, right? Like every. No, It'll just th- be... those movies went on for 11 years because the first one came right. out in tw- 2001 and then the final one came out in 2011. But how many books are there? Seven. Seven. So it'll last seven seasons, so probably seven years. So yeah, not even. Um, and uh. as if to like really test people's patience, J.K. Rowling is in talks to produce. Right. So we, you can't even say like, well, she won't get that much money in for point this. Of, in point of fact, the series is, is contingent upon her coming on board as a producer. Right. It's like they want, I don't know what they want. I don't know. Um, Man. This is just bleak. It's, I'll tell you what, yeah. uh, just real quick, <laughs> similar to the, the Rocky thing about the live action Moana thing. Um, it's very telling that Warner Brothers ate shit so hard on their five movie plan for Fantastic Beasts that they're like, fuck it, we're just rebooting Harry Potter, but we're doing it as a show this time. So right. it's a little less creatively bankrupt. I also want to point out that like, there was a whole conversation around this Harry Potter game. This is why. like, This is why people are like, please don't buy that game. Because 
uh, um, this is keeps mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, J.K. The, Rowling yeah. gets more money. They they see the game succeed, and they're like, "Well, shit! Yeah. No one gives a fuck that she's like a weird turf. Let's just uh, keep Let's, giving her money." It seems like her, and not only that, it seems like her involvement in Harry Potter projects is necessary for their success. Like the yeah. Harry Potter game, I just wanted to say real quick, what is currently the best selling game of the year? Yeah, like not only did people yeah. not buy it, they bought the shit out of it. So it's like. And and now this is like just to underscore what David. And I saying. think people justified it a lot by being like, "Well, she's not directly involved," and it's like, well, "This is what happened. This is why. This is why." Right? It's like she's <laughs> yeah. now she's gonna get more and more rich. I hope, um, I hope that game was good. Right, because you're making a bad person even more rich. Um, and, and I don't know. It, uh, when I say you're, I'm just meaning like the world. So I yeah. don't know. It's just frustrating. Um, the easiest thing in the fucking universe is not to buy a $70 game and y'all couldn't do it. I don't know. And and on top of it... <laughs> Did you hear all the, the PC games we listed before? Civilization. Exactly. <laughs> Heroes of Might and Magic 3. Age yeah. of Empires 2. Come King's on. Quest. <laughs> but the J.K. Rowling stuff aside, um, like, I'm just... We don't need more Harry Potter. It's, we're we really it's don't. Like, it's like... We really, it's, it, it's, honestly, it's... it's, 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 it's <sighs> It's yeah. been a little over 10 years since the last movie came out, but like those movies are still, it would be like remaking Star Wars in 1993, like 10, yeah. 10 years after Return of the Jedi came out. It's like, really? That's a weird oh, choice. Man. Who would like Jonathan yeah, like, Taylor just... Thomas would be Luke Skywalker or something. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Hell uh, yes. Hell yes. <laughs> it's the same with the Moana problem. It's like, listen, where people things get remade. I've advocated for making a Jurassic Park TV show based on the book. So like, you know, I'm not against this idea. No. Um, but it is for me of just like, listen, I just got away from Harry Potter. Like we reviewed Fantastic Beasts, it hasn't, what, like it the hasn't, sequel. It hasn't gone anywhere. They just had a Fantastic Beasts movie come out last year. They right. just had the Hogwarts Legacy ga- uh, game come out this year. Like we're still in it. Like it hasn't left. Right. And so it's just like I I feel like I just got a breath of Harry Potter free air barely and it's mm. like this and I'm like, "Ah, oh, come on." Like I don't fuck me. <laughs> Stuff needs to go um, away yeah. for you to have nostalgia for it. That's a part yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's the hope is because it just seems like, for one thing, J.K. Rowling is in the spot I wish every creator was in, where she's in a <laughs> really control and and good position on making right. money on her own stuff. But I guess the hope is just that this works itself out naturally, kind of like how when I saw Fantastic Beasts 2 in a theater and it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen and then Johnny Depp was in it and I was like right. oh cool we can stop as as the audience great like right. this just wraps we itself up because they yeah. messed it up good yeah it's uh it's frustrating I don't know I also I mean different people have different thoughts on this obviously I can't speak for everyone with this shit uh and I'm coming down hard on certain things here but like I think part of it is I also have no nostalgia for Harry Potter. Like I saw it in my twenties. I right, never read it was, the books. It was never dear to me. So it, it's, it's, so it's, it's easy it's, for me to come out. Oh, okay. Exactly. Shit. It's very easy um, for me to throw Harry Potter away. And I recognize that it's not easy for other yeah. people because you grew up with it and it was very important to you. And I, I, I understand that. Yeah. And I understand that like a game and that universe means a lot to people. Um, it's just, it's just from the outside, someone who never was like particularly into Harry Potter. It's just one of those things where I'm like, can you just go away? 
I just want you to go away for the love of right. God. Right. Um, the, the, the same on the same token, I do believe that like you can deprive yourself of, of Harry Potter video game for the sake of your fellow human beings. Like, right. There's kind of yeah. no, no yeah. excuse. <laughs> so, Civilization Five still plays good, you know. Yeah, exactly. it just, it's a good time. There are, are there wizards in it? Millions of uh, other no. games you can play. No wizards at all, actually. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Wow, uh, nice. <laughs> there are other games that have uh, wizards in them too. That's true. Like Heretic. You remember the PC game Heretic? Heretic, yes, and Hexen. It was Doom, Ooh. but you're a wizard. Hexen, the sequel to Ooh. Heretic. Yeah. <laughs> God, I want to play Heretic. It's now. pretty. It's pretty fucking sweet, Dave. It really is. Uh, speaking of things that are, I don't know, pretty fucking sweet. They're talking about a Shrek reboot. Sure. <laughs> For the love of God. Um, I think what they actually mean is a sequel. Because they're like, Shrek reboot in the works. They're negotiating with the original cast. And it was like, so just like re-release the original then, right? Like, why would you yeah. reboot it with the same cast? That was confusing. It, it, the yeah. word reboot made it sound like they're going to do a remake of the first movie, which especially it's, with an animated comedy seems weird. Uh, you can just... Right. <laughs> it's probably going to be like a soft reboot. Right. You but know what would happen? Yeah, movie. it'll be like... Like a Force Awakens. Legacy sequel. Yeah. yeah, Force Awakens. They'll kill off huh? Shrek. They might. Shrek gets <laughs> fucking get shot stabbed by his son. Yeah. Falls oh into God, a that's hell what pit. I want. Donkey fucking freaks out. Yeah, the force is like onions or whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, I um, yeah, I feel nothing for Shrek. So go, go for it. I um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I do think you know what would be a neat idea, or maybe this is very stupid. Why don't they just re-release Shrek with a remaster? Like CGI movies, you could like from like when back when like CGI like Toy Story where it's like it wasn't perfect. You could remaster it like a video game, right? Well, What's it, stopping them? You would. It's, it's not just like running a filter. You would have to reanimate it. Oh yeah, no, it would be a lot of work. Uh, but they'd make money. They do these live Probably, action yeah, that's true. remakes. It's just like I don't know. Do a remaster. Is that weird? Is that a weird thing to do? Do like a photorealistic Toy Story. Fuck it. Um, like, yeah, I, this, that's, maybe that's... it's my nihilism speaking here because I'm just like, listen, we're already in the hole. We might as well uh, yeah. do this, too. That's the other bummer that I wanted to mention about Moana real quick, is a photorealistic Moana is something that nobody ever asked for. Anyway. Right. Yes. What, the, what, um, what, right. What's, what, what do we want? Uh, let, let's, let's take this gorgeous, colorful, lush movie and drain all of the color out of it. Yeah. Fucking idiots. These, anyway. I love these three stories feel designed to make us go, yeah, fuck it, Shrek reboot. <laughs> like well, i've been whittled shrek, down that shrek, now, I, like that. Sh shrek this honestly is the least creatively bankrupt to me because yeah, it's like it's well sure like shrek's been gone for a while the last shrek movie well technically the last shrek movie came out this year because there was a puss in boots movie but like the last mm. proper shrek movie it's been like 15 years or 10 years yeah also it's shrek it's I don't, shrek I don't like know. it's what why is shrek right. precious like fuck it <laughs> to another <laughs> shrek it's been a long time. People have lots of nostalgia for Shrek. People grew up with Shrek. It 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 feels a little bit more earned than something like Moana. Right. And Shrek, do you remember when Shrek was like really sharp when it came out? It was really like meta. We hadn't seen anything like it. It yeah. was like, wow. It was commenting yeah. on this yeah. stuff. The, the original Shrek in 2000 was considered like a cutting edge comedy or 2001 yeah. rather. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there fine. was a time when both Shrek and Family Guy 
were really just out here kicking butt, you know, was like, yeah. ooh, here they come, you know, and, uh, and, then, and then not so much now, but I don't know. They're going to they're oh, yeah. bring it back. Yeah, fuck it. Bring back Shrek. I hope there's I hope there's so many Smash Mouth songs. I hope it's like, a, an entire soundtrack of Smash Mouth songs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Shrek. Fucking Shrek. Mm. Dave, right. Dave um, let's name some more producers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're going to bring it back up. We're going to bring back up the hype. We we hit like the third act, the, the dark third act. Yep, the dark, the dark night of the soul. Exactly. Uh, Shrek big strikes thank back. You too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Pete Forpagel. Thank you. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank you. Thank you to pre order TikTok superstar Jason Parge's new book, Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. Pre orders are super important. Thank you. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you so much. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Don't do that to horses. Thank you to Snapper Car Punches God Extra Hard in the Dick for Tom. We missed you, Tom. Ah, thank you, buddy. Thank you to Sorry Cop, World's Most Laughable Centrist. Thank you. Thank you to Steven. Thank you so much. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank you. So, so easy. So, so convenient. Let me swoop in here. Mm-hmm. Thank you to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Thank you. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Thank you to the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. Thank you to the 2B Terror Bunny says, thank you for watching Dead Heat. Yes, you're welcome. We did watch Dead Heat on movie night last week. We sure did. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Thank you. Thank you to Vincent with a Y. Thank you. Thank you to Why Don't You Take a Flying Fuck at the Moon. Thank you. Thank you to your mom. Thank you. And thank you to Zzzz because Pie Guy liked being last. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave. Yes. We've had some hype. We've had some cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think what would really take it all home for us right now. Okay. Is if Go you is if you could close that fucking idiot hole in the center of your face. Okay. And think. I'm not for, sure. Think for a second. Okay. And discover whether or not you have a movie that deserves more hype. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I. You know what? I do. I no! have one of those. He does. Yeah. What luck? Uh, yeah. It's a lot. It's a very lucky. <laughs> Uh, we're very lucky. I'm, this so, is a movie. I'm so glad you're here for this, Alex. Continue, <laughs> yeah. Dave, please. This is a movie called Tommy Guns. Um, this is coming out of Portugal, I believe. Um, this is uh, coming out April 12th in select theaters. We'll probably be on streaming right after that. It is probably going to be a pretty fucking dark film. Uh, it's about something that I don't fully understand. And what I mean by that, it's about... Um, in Portugal, a a um, an actual thing that happened right before the country's independence in 1974. Um, uh, it seems to be like soldiers just you know doing super genocides. I feel really ignorant because I didn't like look into the actual historical thing, but it's clearly like a, an atrocity that happened in this country, and it's from the perspective of a Portuguese soldier, um, and actually multiple soldiers. Um, kind of participating in these horrible fucking events. Um, the hook, so to speak, is uh, 
is that this movie rapidly changes um, genres to the point that it's, it starts as like a drama according to the um, reviews and then it becomes like a thriller and it actually turns into a zombie film. And while that sounds like really fucking weird um, or inappropriate, it's apparently a very good uh, thing they're doing. And I, I believe it's, it's trying to show like capture the horror of what's happening. Um, there's certain like things are out of time or out of reality where it's like the soldiers are like kind of dressed in a way that's more like, like warriors, like the movie warriors. Like there's these weird genre bending ideas and it like turns on a dime and surprisingly most of the reviews are saying like it really works uh wow. and so like and you can tell from the trailer because the trailer you're like okay this is like a drama but like the last shot is a grave and a hand bursts out of the grave and it's like what the fuck um so yeah it's it's a little bit of you have to see it but i i think i can explain it well in just saying that it's like it's about a horrific idea but it's 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 sort of presenting it in a very surreal way to make a point yeah i was super into this trailer um the only note i really had was that it seems like the escalating nature of the film was sort of commenting on the steady normalization of horrific things um i could see that as a component of colonialism because that seems to be like that's what all the pull quotes seem to be saying that's what the uh, reviews that you're quoting in the notes seem to be saying is that the movie is commenting on colonialism so it seems like the escalating nature of the movie is like, this is what we just continue to accept as normal. And this is how horrible things like colonialism continue to happen. Um, All right. And this is a super interesting way to explore that idea. And I'm super into it. I'm into yeah. this. I'm into this. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I saw it on. Yeah, I had to like read the summary to find out specifically that it was about the Portuguese colonization of Angola in Africa. Like I, you know, I, I just don't know much about that history at all. And yeah, it seems like they're playing with a lot of things, especially from other blockbuster or science fiction or horror movies to make this yeah. independent movie about this really, really real thing. And I don't right. know, the, the last thing I saw that is vaguely like that is Everything Everywhere All at Once, which was awesome. So, great. right. Yeah, this looks heavy as shit. Uh, it's probably not very optimistic um, because of the nature of you know what it's about. But it, as as a piece of filmmaking, it looks very unique. Uh, and so yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm you know kind of psyched for what this is. Yeah, it looks no, it, neat. It looks good too. Like not just thematically. Like it looks well made. It looks right. interesting. It look, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I hope it gets more buzz. I don't think it'll be everything everywhere uh, level, but no, I don't think so. You know, yeah. yeah, but I hope it gets enough buzz, and I hope I hope it's available soon because right now it's a select theaters, so you know, big city elites can see it um, right now. Yeah, or twelfth <laughs> yeah. rather. I love and, being and a I big city elite. And I might have been reductive when I said it's like everything everywhere all at once because it's it's independent and it's foreign and it's different, but. I don't know. I just I know what I, you're saying, though. Yeah, because I, I am not super familiar with the general set of movies coming out. So then I feel like I hear about 10 different superhero movies coming and then something like this where it's it's just right. so totally different. And they definitely have made a bunch of specific choices for a reason. So that's cool. Right. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's everything everywhere all at once where it can snap through genres 
Um, and it's about yeah. something that's more deep than you'd think. But it's it's not a multiverse or anything like that. It's just a very unique uh, looking movie. Um, it definitely doesn't have like the same pacing or anything. But I know what, I know what you're saying with that for sure. Um, and so yeah, I'm super curious about this. Tommy guns. Tommy guns. Tommy guns. Um, maybe maybe Google that with the word film. Uh, maybe with right. uh, our our current year. Yeah, and, you know specifically uh, request that it doesn't include results for Rocky Five. Right, or like uh, <laughs> like a like a male stripper. Um, there's a lot of things Tommy guns could be, including the gun. So you know, right? Yeah, you don't want that. What's that gun yeah. going to do for you? Nothing. Did, I, did I ever tell you guys that Rocky Five was the second Rocky movie I ever saw? I saw the first <laughs> one. And Wait, then well, what some... was the first one you saw? <laughs> The first one. And then uh, oh, okay. and the, like my dad showed me that and I was like, oh, amazing. And then I was at some friend's house and they were like, we're going to watch Rocky five. And I was like, OK. And it was worse. It was not as good. It is worse. <laughs> it is bad. It's like, what if Rocky not was bad? as good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how did they get to a fifth line. movie? This, it seems what like it really fell off. Uh, hmm. What well, a weird thing to make a bunch of sequels of. I know. <laughs> anyway um guys guys uh that yes. is a sewed we've done it Woo! Hi. alex thank you so much for being on the show oh always great yeah yeah thank you uh why don't you do a little more plugs Plug plugs. <laughs> plugs. Plug, plug plug it i also plug it in <laughs> I mean to plug, but I am looking at the emoji of Taffin in the Discord. And oh, folks, it's awesome. Right? <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> I signed I, up like, for a $3 a month subscription just so you could see that, Alex. I wanted you to have that. <laughs> it's really I, important to me. <laughs> here's the th- I, I, You guys very kindly let me plug the podcast on our Maximum Fun thing going on. And so, Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, please check it out. Uh, and and then I've been writing a monthly column for One Nine Hundred Hot Dog, which is a wonderful comedy website from Brockway and Sean Baby, and then also many other friends of ours writing for it, and and Tom writing for it, and it's a great time. And I, I wrote some Pierce Brosnan specific stuff over there, and so some people know that I really like Pierce Brosnan. And these guys turn me on to a clip from a movie called Taffin, where Pierce Brosnan just flies off the handle at a lady in a not scary way and just really weird way. It's great. <laughs> greatest plug ever hell yeah, um, yeah I, I'm, 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 I'm just I'm, plugging Taffin check it out yeah, it's just plugging Taffin maybe you Taffin. shouldn't be living here anymore yeah I've um, seen 10 seconds of it and I love it yeah <laughs> yeah uh, man yeah hot dog is great I hope uh, I, I'm on a, a bit of a hiatus right now but I'm hopefully gonna get back to it soon but you're gonna guzzle that dog once more really love reading all of Alex's <laughs> stuff on hot dog and everybody else's hell stuff. yeah um, Dave why don't you tell him some stuff we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed, G-A-M-E-F-U-L-O-Y, unemployed. Uh, we watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. That's something you can do over there. But also, we just have podcasts for $5 a month. You get access to Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spiel Boys. Mm. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other tiers on there. We have a Discord, a whole community of very nice people. So check that out check 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 it out um we also have a store head over to gamefullyemployed.com where you can find a link to our teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts mugs stickers posters all kinds of things so slap your taffin peepers onto that here here <laughs> taff those peeps 
Taff peeps. Taff them. All right. Yeah, I and I don't know if I totally oh. explained it right. Just Google Pierce Brosnan Taffin yelling, and then there will be a little YouTube clip. Anyway, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Or just Google Pierce Brosnan. Check him out. Just in general, you know? Google Pierce yeah. Brosnan. He played James Bond. You could also search, uh, maybe you shouldn't be living here anymore, and that will bring you to the clip immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, in general, just Google Pierce Brosnan. It will enrich yeah. your life. It's great. Lawnmower Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other um, things, Mrs. Doubtfire. Remington Steel. Yep. All right. Are, That's all enough. Right. That's enough. <laughs> Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.